Rhetoric is a tool. It is as good as you are. It is as evil as you are. It is a reflection of our nature. Rhetoric can motivate love, peace, charity, strength, patience, progress, prosperity, common sense, common purpose, courage, hope, generosity, and unity. It can also sow the seeds of division, fan the flames of tribalism, and beat back the better angels of our nature. Rhetoric is the best of us and the worst of us. 64,000 is the median number of words per book. Average person reads about 200 words per minute. Simple math will tell us that is one book in 320 minutes. To accomplish this in seven days, numbers say you would have to read for 45 minutes a day. Don't forget to subscribe. Hit that notification button, like, comment, and share. Enjoy. Welcome to the Book of the Week series. Every week, as I read another amazing title, I share it with the world. My name is Igor S.F. Walker. Today, we look at how highly effective people speak. How high performers use psychology to influence with ease by Peter Daniel Andre. So how about you slow down and relax? Reduce all that noise for just a bit. Make that choice and decide to listen. In this video, we look at a collection, simple pieces of advice, easy formulas, and straightforward rules. The book provides theories, strategies, tactics, mental models, and principles, and none of these should pose a challenge. And you'll also find advanced, complicated tactics. Now, these might stick around till the end. I will share with you some tools I haven't used that will help you tremendously in this game of life. Discover a way to find out what actually motivates you. What innate human need is driving all of your decisions and your behavior. I will share some tools to improve your self-awareness, social awareness, self-management, and relationship management. <clears throat> Have you ever thought deeply about what happens when you communicate? Rhetoric is a helping hand. It is an iron fist. It is Martin Luther King's dream. It is Stalin's nightmare. It is the shining city on the hill. <coughs> It is the Iron Curtain. It is the pursuit of happiness. It is the trail of tears. It is liberty, equality, and brotherhood. It is reign of terror. Rhetoric. Now, separate the speaker from the strategy. Would you rather have a weak example of strategy that you want to learn from a speaker you love? Or a perfect example of the strategy from a speaker that actually you detest. Want to succeed? Learn to speak. The world's highly effective people are highly effective communicators. They can take an idea existing in their minds, replicate it in other minds, and then build a mass movement devoted to manifesting it. 
they can suddenly compel others to think a certain way, act a certain way, and live a certain way. They can immediately earn trust, portray credibility, and achieve authority. Communication creates reality. How do behavioral economics and communication connect? Behavioral economics and communication meet in one mantra. Convey information how the human mind is wired to receive it. And this is powerful. The wiring and occasional miswiring of psychology, a complex web of biases and heuristic behavioral economics untangles, has motivated history's wars, mass movements, and incomprehensibly incredible feats. How highly effective people speak takes a different approach than most business books. It is designed to eminently be practical. You can act on every strategy revealed in this book. And it is designed to be thoroughly comprehensive, offering you as many of these practical strategies as possible and as quickly as possible, as you may know. It is not what you do not know that hurts you, but what you do not know that you think you do. Here's a concise definition of highly effective people. A highly effective person is someone who gets what they want and wants what is good. A highly effective person is someone who makes things happen as effectively as possible without straying into unethical grounds. What is the availability bias? The availability bias is overweighing evidence that we easily remember. Evidence that is available, a bias or a heuristic, is a systematic, predictable, scientifically proven mental operation that acts as a shortcut. It can give us correct judgments faster, but also it can lead us to false conclusions. Availability is ease of recall. Now, what is ease of recall? A piece of information has ease of recall if it is remembered quickly, confidently, competently, and fluently. Thus, the availability bias is overweighing information that we remember quickly, confidently, completely, and fluently. Now, cognitive substitution helps explain the availability bias. What is cognitive substitution? When we replace a difficult question with an easier one, substituting a simpler operation with a complicated one, and the availability bias operates on substitution. Now, what is an example of the availability bias? We drastically overestimate the likelihood of certain disasters like shark attacks, plane crashes, or even terrorists attacks. Why? Because examples of these disasters are highly available to us. So, 
we overweigh them when considering a question like, how likely is a shark attack? And here's the important part, by understanding the availability bias, you can drastically and dramatically improve the accuracy of your judgments. What is a step-by-step -step availability bias process? First, we consider a question. How likely is a shark attack? Second, we start an associative cascade, digging up anything related to the question, what do I remember about shark attacks? Third, we dig up a piece of information quickly. Oh, that's right. I remember seeing the movie Jaws. Fourth, we overweigh the available information. Yes, shark attacks are quite frequent. I remembered an example really quickly. Now, we know what availability is, but how does something become available? when people remember it quickly. And what do people remember quickly? Information packaged to be emotionally arousing, simple, vivid, detail-oriented, repeatedly encountered, memorable, visual, and high stakes. Strategy number two. Use pathos. Top of mind equals tip of tongue. Describing how what stays on our mind is what we talk about, and thus what goes viral. An emotionally arousing equals top of mind. Do you see what this means? Emotionally arousing equals tip of tongue. Tip of tongue equals top of mind. Top of mind equals easily recalled. Easily recalled equals overweight. People remember messages that make them feel. It is called pathos. Strategy number three. Use sententia. American rhetoric defines sententia as such. A figure of argument in which a wise, witty, or pity maxim or aphorism is used to sum up the preceding material. They provide an example from Abraham Lincoln's speech. We are now well into our fifth year since a policy was initiated with the avowed object and confident purpose of putting an end to slavery agitation. However, under the operation of that policy, that agitation has not only not ceased, but it has constantly augmented. In my opinion, it will not cease until a crisis shall have been reached and passed. A house divided against itself cannot stand. This part is sententious because it summarizes the preceding material in a memorable way. A house divided against itself cannot stand. Strategy number four, project images. Strategy number five, make it personal. Strategy number six, keep it simple. Strategy number seven, provide tangible takeaways. Strategy number eight, always summarize. If you cannot say it in a sentence, you cannot say it in a speech. This is how summaries 
interact with the four-step availability process. First, they see the question. Second, they start the associative cascade. Third, they get a quick piece of information. Your summary. But they don't stop there. They continue to cascade off of the information they just received. What does this mean? They remember your summary and then they continue to search for information related to it. This now prompts recollection of a host of details. A summary raises recall of the entire message, not only itself. Strategy number nine, invoke fear. Fear is incredibly compelling. Remember the principle of emotional arousal. Fear is one of the emotions producing the most emotional arousal. Now, to be very clear, I'm not saying that you should use scare tactics. Just raise the stakes and then tell them what they have to lose. Don't make it up. Just draw attention to the potential losses and risks that always exist. Now, why do this? Because by invoking the risk of loss, you activate fear. And fear is memorable. Thus, it is available and overway in decision-making. Loss aversion is actually a permanent marker of the mechanism for this strategy. Strategy number 10, invoke desire. There's a magic acronym in digital marketing and sales, W-I-I-F-M, which stands for the question people are subconsciously asking themselves every second, every minute, every hour of every day, what's in it for me? We are inherently self-interested creatures. It is how we evolved. Strategy number 11, use mnemonics. What is a mnemonic device? According to Psych Central, the definition of mnemonic device is as follows. Mnemonic devices are techniques a person can use to help them improve their ability to remember something. In other words, it is a memory technique to help your brain better encode and recall important information. Memory and mnemonic devices, ND. See how these activate the availability bias. They have availability heuristic written all over it. Now, what is the psychology of human misjudgment? A cognitive bias is a systematic thinking process that typically acts as a shortcut to conserve mental resources. Cognitive biases, also called mental heuristics, can help us. Why? They keep our brains focused on important questions by taking resource-saving shortcuts around unimportant questions. But this is a double-edged sword. They can also lead to systematic, repetitive, predictable judgment errors as a result. Blair Warren reveals a compelling framework for achieving likability. In his book, The One Sentence Persuasion Course, justify their failures, encourage their dreams, 
allay their fears, throw stones at their enemies, and confirm their suspicions. They will love you. Why do people take the suave, loud-talking, clear-speaking idiot seriously? Just because he is confident, as if he is not still an idiot. Why do we accept a confident-sounding statement, but reject an identical statement when we sense even an ounce of doubt in the speaker's voice? Because we tend to avoid doubt. Portray confidence in your message. Speak with no reservations. Speak loudly, strongly, and confidently with your words, your voice, your body language. All conveying extreme self-belief. People will gravitate to you. They won't be able to help it. Your confidence will draw them to you. Now, what is the hidden secret of human perception, decision-making, and judgment at work here? Putting irresistible and instantaneous influence in your reach. Comparative perception. Humans cannot judge the value of an item in a vacuum. They need points of reference. Relativity between two or more items and ways to compare the salient item to points of reference. Remember the skepticism and stated risk equation. And recall those two critical elements you're dealing with and how they interact. Remember that if you are not strategic, subtle, and artful in your manipulation of stated risk, people grow skeptical. Remember that you must apply these strategies to lower stated risk without raising skepticism. What is the halo effect? The halo effect is our tendency to observe a positive quality in someone or something and then extrapolate from that positive quality, concluding the person or object has a clump, a halo of unobserved positive qualities. The halo effect activates multiple related cognitive biases and mental heuristics. Humans experience exceptional difficulty making judgments about abstract values. How do you measure empathy on a 1 to 10 scale? What is a 1 and what is a 10? And what did you perceive? Summarizing decades of groundbreaking cognitive behavioral research by the two gifted researchers, Daniel Kahneman and Amos Tversky, humans have a System 1 and a System 2. System 1 refers to fast, intuitive, and instinctual mental processes. The mental processes relying on rough shortcuts like biases to subconsciously get fast results with little efforts. System 2 refers to our analytical mind dealing with complicated situations. System 1 cannot manage and doing so slowly 
deliberately and carefully. Math and complex analysis of any kind are System 2 work. System 2 expands calories. And when we are physically tired, we often bounce back to System 1 when we really shouldn't. System 1 is our default. What triggers a switch to System 2? High stakes. An unintuitive subject matter. New and uncomfortable situations demanding slow and deliberate thought. We stay in System 1. We use the system, falling prey to cognitive heuristics like a halo effect. Separate communication inputs into two categories, contextual and direct. Contextual communication refers to inputs you do not directly produce with your voice, words, and body language. Now, direct communication refers to inputs you do produce with your voice, your words, and your body language. Now, most communicators overemphasize direct inputs, while at the same time neglecting contextuals altogether. But contextual input can make or break your communication. Whoa, language has degenerative power. Now, this is why many creation stories include language as a primordial agent, playing a crucial role in crafting reality. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. Generative language can rewrite a story that leads downward, turning into it into one of that aims us towards heaven, upward. And then it can inspire us to realize the story. It can remove the cloud of ignorance from noble possibilities. And this is good. You can orient your own future upward. That's certainly good for you. You can orient the future upward for yourself and for your family. Now that's even better. And for your friends, that's better. And for your organization, your community, your city, and your country. Above all, remember this. All progress begins with truth. Convey truth beautifully and know thyself so that you can guard against your own proclivity and for malevolence. And so you can strive towards self-mastery. Without self-mastery, it is hard. It is not nearly impossible to do the first part, to convey truth beautifully. So you do good, not bad. Impact, so people will believe you, and self-mastery is an essential precondition for truth and for impact. Imagine what the world would be like if everyone were honest, articulate, 
and courageous. Imagine what good, what beauty, what bliss would define our existence. Imagine what good, what beauty, what bliss could define our existence here and now. It is up to you. And there you have it. How highly effective people speak. How high performers use psychology to influence with ease. Now, please, do help out. It is easy. Simply like this video so more people can enjoy it. Share it. Share it. Spread the word. Leave a comment. And do share your thoughts. Subscribe to my channel and then stay up to date. And the link to this book is in the description below. Buy it. Read. Never stop learning. Especially learning about yourself and nature. So gift yourself by taking the free human needs test on my website. And find out what actually motivates you. What innate human need is driving all of your decisions and all of your behavior. And if you feel you are ready to improve your self-awareness, social awareness, self-management, and relationship management even further, then do check out my Master of Life Awareness program. The links are in the description below. Thank you. Love and respect.